I need to feel like I'm contributing, that I'm adding value and that I'm valued in return. That was really key to me. And that my leadership team had big vision, like really big vision and, and was inclusive and supportive of women. Because at this point in my career, I, I don't want to enter another role where I'm the only woman all the time and I'm fighting my way up. Welcome to Ambition Theory Women in Construction. This show asks questions that everybody is thinking about but doesn't want to say out loud. It's about tackling complex topics like why are there so few women in senior leadership positions? What is it going to take to change this? Each episode is a combination of motivation and tactical strategies to get ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. We learn, grow, and create opportunities. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, a certified executive coach with an MBA. And since 2018, I've coached over a thousand construction professionals to level up their leadership. Let's get started. Almost half of women that work in the construction industry have never had a woman role model or manager. They've never actually seen a real life example of a woman in a leadership position in their company. And Ambition Theory wants to change this. In our Leadership Foundations program, we invite past participants to come back and share how they've applied their learning and the results they've gotten for themselves and for their company after taking a course with us. And the reason we do this is that we are creating role models. If you can see it, you can be it. We're showing different examples of different leadership styles to people who take courses with us. In this episode, Simona, Jennifer, and Cheryl from Morant Construction joined us in our June 2022 cohort. They shared what happened to them after they took our course. We talked about the impact on organizational culture when a company makes an investment in their women employees. We talked about the difference between sponsorship and mentorship and what that looks like if you work on site. We also talked about what it's like to move from an office job to a job on site and the importance of building relationships across different functions in your company. I loved this session and so did our clients and our participants. And that is the reason why we are sharing it with you today on the podcast. Do you know what the number one question we get when speaking to companies about our Leadership Accelerator program for women in construction? We already have an internal leadership program or a mentorship program available, which is great. But the thing is, these programs don't work the same way for women as they do for men. There are many reasons why, but the most striking one, one that if you're a woman listening right now, you'll probably recognize right away. It's the double bind. We did some research last year and found that 78% of women were told that if they wanted to accelerate their path to leadership, they needed to be more confident. But 70% of those same women were also told that they were being too bossy. Basically, as soon as a woman embodies the traits most typically associated with leadership in the construction industry, they're faced with negative feedback. This is the double bind. And this is why specialized training for women is needed. If you want to learn more about how our Leadership Accelerator program can help you address the double bind and many other obstacles women face on the path to leadership, please visit ambitiontheory.com forward slash LAP.
I am so honored today to welcome Jennifer Cross, Simona Nicolescu, and Cheryl Philibert to our third session in the Leadership Foundations course. Cheryl and Simona were in the course that we ran in December, and Jennifer has actually done one-on-one -on -one coaching with us. So they have been practicing ambition theory principles. And so I wanted to invite them in today so you can see what happens when you take what you learn in this course and you apply it in your company and what can happen in, it was only six months ago that they took the course. So Jennifer, even shorter amount of time when she started coaching with us. So feel free to ask some questions. And really what I want for you is to walk away with examples of how you can apply what you're learning in your company. So welcome, Jennifer, Simona, and Cheryl. Cheryl, can you start off by telling me what you love about the construction industry? To tell you, quite frankly, I love everything about it, from the dirty aspect, the noise, the camaraderie, the challenge, the, the sense of accomplishment, the fait accompli once you've actually completed multi-different phases, whether it be the rough in the layout, the whatever the case may be, I love it all. Granted, I'm not saying that all of it's easy, but it's nice to see how you can go through the phases, through the steps, and actually be a part of that. Like it's it's just, it gives me goose pimples, right? It's 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 awesome. As well as the relationships that we build, we, we try and maintain this high quality standard. And it's just nice to be able to develop that and also put in a little bit of our girl DNA into it and making it more pretty, more presentable, more efficient, more everything, right? So I, I just like that about construction. I love it so much. Amazing. Thank you, Cheryl. Simona, how about you? What do you love about construction? Other than all of that, <laughs> that was really great, Cheryl. I think the, the one main key point that Cheryl hit on for me was the connection that you have, because I used to be a PC prior to this and moving to site, you're in the action of it. So the biggest part that speaks for me is actually seeing everything happen and being right in front of it. And, and just the connections that you have with people. So being, you know, a people person kind of thing, you're, you always have access to that. You're, there's always something going on. There's always action and, and it's always different. Every single day is different in construction. I love it. Jennifer, how about you? I, I've always been on the residential side. So this is new for me to be on the commercial side. My background's interior design. And so I'm fascinated with the built environment and getting onto the commercial side to me is much more scalable. It's like this opportunity to create at such a larger level and to make an impact on so many more people than, you know, with residential, it's kind of one group at a time, whereas this is just so expansive. So for me, my answer is twofold because I'm excited to be in the construction sector for, for those reasons, those tangible outcomes, you can see what you've, you, you've accomplished, but also to be a woman in construction, like this is just such an exciting time to be a part of the built environment and giving our influence because when there's more women at the table, we create a different outcome. It, there, there are more voices, there are more lived experiences, and there's more empathy. I'm just so pumped, like Cheryl and Simona, to, to be here and to be a part of it. I love it. Okay. So it sounds amazing, right? When you just describe that, it's like, it sounds like all oh, cupcakes and roses, but Simona and Jennifer, you both have a really similar recent experience. And not too long ago, both of you were not really thriving at work. You weren't feeling ambitious. You were not living your best life professionally. Simona, I'm wondering if you can start and just tell us about what was going on for you then. 
Yeah, sure. So my history, I guess in my career history, starts off with urban planning. Then I got into the construction industry and I moved my way through project management. And for the first few years with Marina, I was a project coordinator. It was just, it was a lot. It was, it was the one job I had that was very different from all of the other general contractors I worked for in the sense that like they're extremely organized and, and they just, they had a lot going on. I was working with five different project managers and it was just a bit stressful. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'm not made for this. I don't know what to do. And it took a couple of months for me to actually build up the courage to be like, Hey, I'm just a, I'm a small PC. I just, I, if I complain, I don't know what's going to happen. I, but, but I don't feel in my position. I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. And Morant, as great as they are, we have this internal leadership program that the VP of HR has kind of put into place. And I was part of it. So what it is, it's you just meet with the VP once a week and it's an hour and you just kind of discuss anything about life, about work, about like, it's just an open, trusting environment where you can feel comfortable to discuss anything. And I finally built up the courage to be like, Hey, I don't know if I'm good at what I do. I don't know if it's because it's not meant for me or it's not like, I just don't know what's going on. I'm really scared because I really don't want to let go. I love the company. And here I am voicing this failure. I don't know how to deal with it. And instead of them being like, oh, you're not good at your job, like, bye. They're like, oh, hang on a second. We really love who you are. We, You've been here for two years. We love your personality. We love what you can do. And we know that you have put a huge effort into your work and we have to fix this somehow. So they had this personality test that they put through. I did two two personality quizzes and they're like, so the reason you hate your job is because you've got all this passion for what you do, but you're applying it into a place where you really don't, it doesn't interest you at all. So you're not getting the pleasure out of your product, whatever you're putting into, right? So they're like, you're a connector, you're a people person, and you're sitting at a desk in front of a computer all day long. And you're not happy. That, that doesn't make you happy. You don't feel like you're you're fulfilling your actual role. So they're like, let's look around within the company internally and see if we can actually maybe place you somewhere if you're open to that. And I was like, yeah, of course. I love Morant. I don't want to leave here. And if that's an opportunity that you're going to give me, I will jump on board. And so they had two positions open. One was kind of half in the office, half on site, sort of. And then the other position was assistant site supervisor. And they're like, here's the role. You're going to be dealing with people all day long. Do you want to try it out? And I was like, are you like, if you guys are willing to take the risk, I'm willing to take a risk. And so they took a chance and I've been here since and I love it. And I'm super happy. I haven't looked back. <laughs> so I guess the biggest lesson for that is fear will always stand in your way. So it did take me two months to actually build up, like must up the courage to actually talk to somebody about it. I talked to friends, I talked to, but that doesn't make a huge difference. You do get the encouragement and support from them. But unless you actually pinpoint what the root cause is and, and say, hey, I could either, I have two options here. I could stay in this path of unhappiness and keep going, or I could actually take a risk and be like, yeah, okay, I might get let go, or I might, they might see me differently in a different light. But there will be, as long as you take one step, there's always a different opportunity or a different door that kind of opens, right? You don't know what it is, but it's a risk and you're going to take it. And, and it just so happened that the company worked with me and I'm very thankful for it. I love it. I, I just love your story so much, Simona, because the traditional path to getting to become like an assistant site supervisor is not the path that you take. And I just love that the company supported you that way. And you had the courage to take the risk. You're right. You're like, I don't have the same background as everybody else do in my job, but I'm going to take that chance. And it's so powerful. Like we're going to talk about relationships later and your relationship with Cheryl, because having those relationships is so, so important. And it just, it's just, it sounds like everything came together in your story. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that. 
No worries. So Jennifer, how about you? So you were, I think we first met in December of 2021 and you were feeling stuck. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. My previous role was with a lighting agency and I was hired to create a new division, the residential division. And we only work with designers, architects, and builders. So it was right up my alley. And I loved it. I was there for four years and I loved the whole creation, like building something from nothing, right? So I've had those positions almost my whole career where I've stepped in and created the job and then created the line of business, which I really enjoyed. But I got to the point where I built the line of business, I built the clients and the company was like, okay, whoa, like that's as far as we want to go with that. Let's just service those clients. We'd like to just see you in the office, you know, doing sales with those clients. And I'm like, okay, that's just not who I am. Like I am a business development person. And like Simona said, like, I don't like to sit in the office all day. I like to be out there with people. I like to be hearing people's stories. And I like to know that I'm adding value. Like, what can I do to help you to bring you forward? And just running lighting sales for me at that point was just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm stuck here, but I didn't know what else I wanted to do, which is just so awful. Like it's really the worst feeling when you feel like you're everybody at work is just saying, oh, you're doing such a great job. We're so happy with what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, I feel gross. Like I, I'm not enjoying this at all. Sunday nights are awful. Like I'm dreading going to work on Monday because I just, I don't know what value I'm bringing anymore to this role, right? Like I felt like I'd given everything I could to bring it to where it was and it was successful, but I didn't have anywhere else to go. And I didn't feel like I now was adding value to them. Like I felt like they needed a different person in this role now that it was up and running. It's like a phase two almost. And so um, like Simona, I was uncomfortable. Like how do you have that conversation? Right? Like I don't like my job. It's just, it's really awkward. Right. And, but you don't want it to come out of nowhere because I really liked my colleagues and I liked the leadership team. And I didn't want to just be like, guess what? I'm, I'm leaving, but there was actually in the end, there was no other way, but to get unstuck, I started taking some of Andrea's like little webinars because they, she had come up in my stream and I was just starting to think, okay, I think it's a different sector. And so then I started investigating the construction sector. And then I hired Andrea to help me figure out what are my transferable skills? What can I take from my my two decades in the design and construction sector on the residential side and transfer it over to the commercial side. And so we did that. We figured out what my values were. We figured out what drives me. And then we went for it. And here I am. I don't know how much further you want me to go on that, Andrea. But um, Can you talk about finding, like really getting that, what it was like to have clarity on your own personal values, like on what drives your own ambition and how you went from finding the company that aligns with your like the company's ambition aligns with your ambition. Cause that's a, that was a, I feel like from working with you that it was just such a powerful moment when like, kind of like the puzzle piece came together. I want you to break it down. <laughs> okay. I really enjoy coaching. I just want to say that because there's no, like when you, when you don't have coaching, there's no one else that cares about your career to the same degree that you do. Right. So your friends can listen, but at some point they're going to tune out and, and also that they don't really have the aptitude to help, you know, take you from where you are to think differently. And so for coaching, for me, it was really about like 
digging in and making me really see what makes me happy. What are the skills that I have that, that really drive me? And, and it was, we sort of aligned that I need to feel like I'm contributing, that I'm adding value and that I'm valued in return. That was really key to me. And that my leadership team had big vision, like really big vision and, and was inclusive and supportive of women. Cause at this point in my career, I, I don't want to enter another role where I'm the only woman all the time and I'm fighting my way up because I, I have done that. I've been on job sites where the electricians are looking at me like, who are you? And I, I just, I wanted to be surrounded by that support at this point because I felt like if I had that support, I could really run, right? Like as opposed to like constantly coming up against all these little obstacles all the time, if I had all the right stuff, that I could really accomplish something amazing. And I've wanted to do that my whole career. And, and now I feel like I'm so well positioned for it. So it was really, once I aligned with what drives me, what do I need out of a company? It was then going out and finding a company that aligned with my values, which, you know, Morant, I mean, we've talked about a little bit off offline is it's, it's different. It's very special. It it's supportive and it's inclusive and they they're so authentic. Like you live the values. It's not virtue signaling. When they say that they're diverse and inclusive, they mean it. And and so I felt nothing but support right from the right from the get-go with Morant. I felt that. And I'm just so excited to be here. I, I just can't even believe the difference in three months of, of how joyful I feel now. I love it. I love it. Okay. So Cheryl, I'm, I want to ask you some questions now. So I remember when you took our course back in December, you were like sponsorship. It like blew your mind. I remember you were so excited about it. You were telling other people about it. You were like reading more articles. Tell me what resonated with you about sponsorship. Well, to start, I've only ever had male mentors, right? Where you ride their coattails, you watch, you look, you listen, you study, and then after that, then they let you go, right? You go, you go do your thing. They don't help you. They don't, mm, not really supportive. Whereas when you talked about sponsorship, I felt connected to it because you know what? I never ever, well, I had great mentors. They did take me by the hand, but at the end of the day, nothing really spoke to me as a woman. Not that I am like woman driven, not saying that we're sensitive. We we're passionate. We are, you know, we are just go-getters and, and to have that aspect or even to flip the vision and say, Oh, well, yeah, man, I'd rather be sponsored than be mentored because at least that way you aren't judged. You're helped. You're a sounding board. You're a pep talk. You're just there to open up more information to that other person and give them all of the key benefits, anything that they could possibly have, even verbal diarrhea, if that's the case, just, just giving them everything that I never had. Right. And it's, and it's also fostering the, the, the females, like being able to show them, no, we can do it and see how we can do it. It's just nice to be able to have that connection. I love it. So I want to talk about, cause you're in Ottawa. So Jennifer's in Ottawa. Jennifer's new. Simone is actually in Toronto and you were really intentional about building a relationship with Simona. And I want you to talk about that. When I heard that another female was coming onto the field office or site office, 
I, I got excited about that because I can count on one hand how many women I've seen in all of my construction career since 2010, uh, started in the residential, went into commercial in 2016. So I, I can count on one hand, that's five women, that's five women only that I've actually had the pure pleasure of, of working with. And when you get to work with a woman, there's some things that like for demo example, like I've done demo, I've worked from the bottom of the ladder to the top. So I know how to clean a site. I know how to be the assistant site super. I know how to do the paperwork. I know how to do the safety, but to teach that to other women, to show them that, hey, we're better, we can do it and we can multitask like a mother effer. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we, 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 like we've got all those boxes that are touching and men's boxes don't touch. So we've got all these things that are triggered and live in our brain. And it, it's just multitasking at its finest, but also teaching to the women that, yeah, we can, we can, we will, and we will be better. You know what I mean? Like it's just showing somebody that we can, because there's not many of us. I love it. So Simone, if I want to understand like how this relationship played out. I've made the move. I've signed up. The announcement went out through the company. We have these like news announcements that kind of get emails everyone every once in a while. And there I am, Simone asked, you know, assistant site super decided to move roles. And I got a text from Cheryl. And she's like, oh my God, like, congratulations. Call me anytime. Let's chat. So I think it was the first week or something. We set up a Zoom call and she's just like, all right, if you need me, I'm here. I never had the support that I that I needed when I first started. And since you this is your very first experience, like feel free to use my knowledge and like just her confidence alone. Like I like the night before I started my position on site, I was freaking out. I was like, what am I doing? What have I done? This is stupid. I'm going into a man's world. I'm the only female on site. Like I knew about Cheryl. I just was really shy to reach out. I'm like, oh, she's probably gonna be like, oh, another woman on site. Or like, I just didn't know. I had no idea what to think or like what to say, what to do. And so I get the site. I'm kind of small, you know, like I'm like, hey, like, hey, I'm here. Like, what do I do? And I've never done this before. And my, my site super senior super Rob. He's absolutely amazing. He's a huge supporter as well. Yeah. He's a Cheryl's senior as well. And he's like, yeah, reach out to Cheryl. And like, that was the one thing that he said. And I think Cheryl's confidence and oh, there he is now Cheryl's confidence and, and just support. And just the fact that she took the very first step to reach out and like, be like, Hey, it's going to be okay. It's fine. I've done it. I've been doing it. You can do this. And it's almost like, you know, your shoulders go back. You're like, okay, if, if she's in this role, I can do this too. And, and you see it happen. And then you start working, you know, walking the steps and we text every little while or so, and we check in with each other and she's a mentor. I love it. Okay, Cheryl, I'm really curious. So what have you gotten out of this relationship with Simona? Cause that's the key piece in sponsorship is like mentorship. The traditional mentorship model is like the senior person gives, 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 gives to the junior person. And then there's nothing really in it for the senior person. So can you talk about like kind of what benefit you've gotten from having this great relationship with Simona? Well, the benefits are tenfold, right? Like, so if I make her comfortable, then I get more comfortable. And then that just basically, it becomes an, an evolution, right? Like, it's just, you can't stop the spinning wheel. I, I just think that it, it yeah, I, you just have to get into it. And then once you're into the, the spin of things, then you're just whipped in, right? Like there's, there's locking in and going for it. I, I don't expect anything in return. 
But I got to say, I've got like value added. Like I feel proud of her. I feel proud of all these women that are coming on the site. I feel proud to teach them, even if it's just minuscule little things like that, that were capable because I'm going to tell you when I started as a laborer, I was a federal government employee. I had an indeterminate job. I went later in life, started at the bottom of the ladder as a, as a laborer, go get this, go get that. And I worked my way up and, and being able to do that and being able to show that to people is extreme, right? Like, and, and it also bleeds into the younger generation and knowing that the construction industry, we are going to have a lack of personnel. And we already have that right now where we are missing bodies. We need the people. And you know what? If the men aren't stepping up, well, the women will totally kick. Pardon my French. (laughs) I love it. And I love, like, I just love the feeling from all three of you of like this abundance mindset, because we did, we did share an interview with Lisa Laurent earlier in the course. And I do this one part of her story that really sticks out for me is she is a president of a construction company and she's new to the relatively new to the industry. She didn't have any peers like you, Cheryl, like there's no one. And she was looking for that role model, looking for that somebody to bounce an idea off of. And she asked, she reached out to someone that was in a senior leadership position. And this person said, like, I had to pave my own trail and you have to pave your own trail, which I appreciate this about you so much, Cheryl, is you're like, yeah, I had to pave my own trail. And now I've like opened the door. I've like, you know, moved away. And I'm going to like keep it open for other people because I it, it just blow the doors off, Andrea. <laughs> blow the doors off. No, there are no doors. There are no glass ceilings. The, 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 the stature of limitations of what we can accomplish is, is absolutely astounding. If we join together, we, we can't stay in our own lanes and, and think that we're, we're here all by ourselves. We, we, we got to help each other. How else are we going to help the younger generation see that? Yes, we can, right? That old fifties lady going like this and the, like, yes, we can. It's 2022 and we can. I love it. And Simone, I just like to point out at the beginning, that feeling of, oh, is she going to even care about me? That is good. Because like the culture is, I will call out, there is a culture of scarcity. This idea, it's un, sometimes it's un, most of it's unconscious, right? You don't even realize you're like, okay, can we help each other? I love that Cheryl just jumped in and like crushed that kind of bias. I was just, I know, like when you said that, it was like, yeah, that, because because that's kind of what the reality has been like. It's like, we've been in our own lanes and we've been trying to go it alone. And Cheryl, I just appreciate so much that you bring this abundance it's like let's crash the door open and just shifting other people's mindset around that idea that abundance happens and we support each other and it's incredible so Jennifer I remember when you told me you were getting a job at Moran I was like you in Ottawa I was like do you know Cheryl you need to meet her so tell me about that experience and having someone you could connect with kind of early on as you're literally getting to know the commercial construction industry When I started Ambition Theory over five years ago, I knew that if we genuinely wanted to make the construction industry inclusive for women, that change needed to start at the top. But five years ago, nobody was ready to hear this message. Something has shifted recently though, and it's really exciting. Organizations are reaching out because they want us to do a presentation for their leadership teams, and in some cases, the entire company. 
They see that up until now, the burden of change has rested entirely on the shoulders of women. If this message speaks to your association or company, we want to hear from you. Visit ambitiontheory.com forward slash book a call to learn how you can book a presentation for your organization. Yeah, well, I think everyone here can see Cheryl's passion and why we love her so much. Cheryl, honestly, she's a force. And I just, I'm in love. I am so in love with the energy and this wrapping your arms around everyone and saying, okay, let's do this together. Yeah, that linking of arms. It's just such a incredible feeling. Cheryl reached out to me like Simona really early. She's like, come to my site you know, like I'll walk you through, I'll tell you how this all works because I'm, uh, I lead business development, right? So I sell these projects. So I need to understand, like, I need to have that working knowledge of what our sites look like, what's different about the way we do things. And so Cheryl calls me and I meet her on site and she throws her arms around me as I'm walking. She's like, Jennifer, and like throws her on to I mean, like, how can you not feel welcome? Like on a job site, it's my first time. I'm, it's so exciting. And so your, your question to us was like, how, how do we help each other? And why are these relationships so important? And it's like, when I'm out there selling projects, I'm talking about the people I work with because once the project is goes to proposal and then becomes a project, I'm out right? But it's still my, it's still my reputation. What I have said Morant will deliver needs to be delivered. Otherwise, we're not going to get the repeat business. The designer or, or whoever it is or the broker that brought me in isn't going to trust me. And so it, it, we need to have this, this alignment all the way through from the first time someone meets me to the, when they meet Cheryl on site or they, they, they meet Heidi or project manager, right? It all has to align and, and everyone needs to feel good about all of us. And so our relationship, Cheryl and I, is so important because she's representing what I've sold and she's delivering what I've sold. Like it's, it's, it's critical, critical. Okay, I love it. Simone, anything else to add on that relationship side of things? I think one of the biggest things is just being in your own head, really, right? So I didn't reach out to Cheryl because I was terrified. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm new. She, here's this experienced person. Like, I'm going to sound silly. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions, right? So it's, I think a, a huge part of it is not being afraid or being able to pass that fear and be like, okay, you know what? I'm in it. I want to succeed. In order to succeed, I have to break through barriers. And the only person that can do that is, is you right? Like it's, you have to take that first step. You have to make that move. Right. And I was scared, thankful for Cheryl. She's the one that reached out, but it was, it's a huge fear. And I think relationships are huge. It's building relationships with trades on site, building relationships with your peers at work and being able to talk and all this stuff. Sometimes you walk into work and you're like, oh man, I don't like, I'm not in the greatest mood. I'm not right. And you're like, you know, I want to be, I just want to sit here, have a quiet day kind of thing. Right. But just like take five minutes talk to a coworker, you're going to feel so much better. Like just communication relationships, they, they influence your mood. They influence your entire day. People are a huge part of that. We're social beings, right? So communicating, you know, in, in an all women's group kind of thing, it's support. Having Cheryl reach out to me as a female on site made me comfortable. Right. And, and sometimes that's what you need. And that's a lesson to all of us, right? Because Cheryl took the lead 
And, and now I feel like I need to take the lead, you know, when other people either join or just even show an interest in, in what it is that I'm specifically doing. I think it's important for us all to reach out to the women that we work with, just like, even just basics, like, how are you doing? Right. Like, what do you need? How, how can I support you? Who could I connect you with? Or do you want to come to an event with me? Cause like I'm out every single night at events. And so like, maybe it's, it's interesting for other people I work with to, to come along and, and join in that. And so I, I, I attribute Cheryl to that thought process around reaching out to my other colleagues. And I just to add to that, I reach out even to my inner office over here. I'll take the PCs on the side. I will request for you to come out. I want you to see what you are doing in the paperwork for. I want you to understand what the complications we are dealing with. So at least whenever you're doing your paperwork, then, then you can say, aha, I know exactly what she's talking about, or I know exactly where it is on the plan. It, it, it's just... Being able to give that information and making individuals comfy, it's just giving them the, the ability. When are, when are we ever going to be given the, the opportunity to, to take that ability? And I just give it. You Don't even ask. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's just the option. Are you going to take it? I love it. I love that you pointed that out, Cheryl, because like, it goes both ways, right? Because if, if you keep inviting people and they always say no, it's like, you're going to stop inviting them. So it's like when someone does create the opportunity, invites you to an event, gives them a call, gives you a call, asks how you're doing, even like the tiniest, like olive brands, like you, Simona, you were terrified when Cheryl reached out, but you took it. You're like, all right, I got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm it. in it. I'm in it. You got to, you got to get it done. And like a big part of it is, I, I guess, in gender roles, like if a man were to do that, they'd be like, yeah, let's, Let's just go with the flow, yeah. you know, cares. let's see what happens. And, and a lot of us women need to start doing the same thing and just be confident in yourself, right? You have the position, you have the role for a reason. It's not, you didn't get hired in your role because you don't know what you're doing, right? You're there because you have the knowledge, you have everything you need. You've got the tools, you've got the, the resources around you that you need to succeed. Just use the tools, right? Be comfortable and be confident that you can ask questions if you don't know something and reach out to the people around you if you don't know something. Which it's uh, easier to ask women questions. I, I find this like, I'm just maybe a little bit more comfortable. It depends on the person, I guess, but having other women around to ask those questions, it's just so much more comforting. And it, it, actually I, I should mention that's some of the feedback I've had being out there selling. When I talk to designers and architects, which and many of those are women, and I talk about the fact that our site supers and many of our project managers are women, they love that, right? Because their whole careers, they have been dealing with what we've been dealing with, men who don't think they know what they're doing and, and questioning their plans and questioning their thought process and not delivering on their vision because they don't see that some of those details are super critical to their design plan. And so when I say like, come and meet my, my site supervisor. I think you're really going to like her. They're like, what? <laughs> like, this is exciting, right? So I, I would just like to say that to everybody out there. There's tons of business for us all that if you've got women in your office, women on your site, that architects and designers that are women really appreciate knowing that. 
I love it. So it's really about like, it's a win for everybody. That abundance, literally, like it's just like layer upon layer and layer of abundance that you're all bringing to the table. I love it. So the three of you are all thriving in the industry right now. What hope do you have for the women in the course right now? And I'll start with you, Jennifer. I hope that you will see all the opportunity that's there, that that there's so many different positions. So like, like Simona said, she didn't like the first role she had, but she, she moved and she investigated what else was out there. So it's like having lots and lots of conversations. One thing that I did that Andrea had encouraged me to do was to talk to people that had my job in other companies that, that had the job I was looking for, I should say, to see if I would like it. And so if if you're not happy in the role that you have right now, or you think you could do a better job, it's maybe finding someone in a different city that has a similar role to you that you could uh, develop a relationship with and 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 see whether that's something that you would like to grow into, because we can't be what we can't see. And so it's looking for those role models and looking for those opportunities and looking to connect the dots, right? So if you know what it is you're trying to accomplish, it's just looking for that all the time. And one thing I would really like to encourage all women would be to look at the transferable skills that women have that can be brought into construction. So if you have friends that are looking for jobs or or other people in your network that are looking for jobs, it's looking at those skills that they have and what might work in in construction like you know people who are receptionists or admit people like we have that on the construction sector like people shouldn't be afraid and so i think it's up to all of us to be advocates to draw more women into construction because there's just so much opportunity here i love it simona how about you what's the hope you have for everyone in this course i think i kind of touched on it earlier in my comment where i said knowledge is power i think one of the first steps actually even before jen's advice which is great is know yourself is know what you want know what you need and don't be afraid to go after it know know that if there's something there that's not making you happy you're like hey okay i'm going to take a step back i'm going to write things down i'm going to do some research i'm going to get in touch with someone like andrea i'm going to start talking about it start that conversation even if you don't know what the problem is, as soon as you get to a point where you're like, okay, this isn't making me happy, it'll relate to other things. It'll take you to different places, other paths. And you're going to find out things about yourself that you might not recognize. I never pictured myself working on site ever, ever in my entire life. Like I would never work. I would never wear a construction hat. Like I'm in the office kind of thing. Right. But here I am. I started the conversation. I got to a point where I did my personality tests. I got to learn who I was. I got to learn what kind of leader I was. I got to learn where my my skills would benefit and and where I would get that pleasure of of the work that I did right so I think my main advice is start with you start with what you need to know and what what where you're lacking and what changes you can make in your life even small ones big ones it could be anything and go from there and and it'll take you to places where you would have no idea where you'll end up I love it thank you so much for that Simona Cheryl how about you I'm going to say you are not expected to know everything. You cannot become a master in a day. It will take you a couple of weeks to get used to your new position or what you want to do. Don't be afraid because all of that time that you are taking into account to, to learn, to, to see, to, to look, to listen, all of that actually plays to your confidence level. The more you look, the more you listen. The more that we converse, the more that we do it, 
the more comfortable and confidence you will build in which fuck you, it'll become second nature, right? It's, it's muscle memory and, and it's already inbred in us to look, listen, be empathetic, sorry, not pathetic, empathetic. So yeah, it's, it's all there for us. Just know that it's not going to happen in a day, but when it does happen, you're going to be like, Oh, I'm really good today. You know, like I got this down pat and then move on to the next challenge. It's just amazing. I love that. Thank you so much, Cheryl. So we have about 10 minutes left. So I'd like to open it up to questions so you can feel free. The group's small enough. You can turn your microphone on and just ask the question or you can type it in the chat and I'll read it out. I just wanted to say thank you so much. Your energy has been tangible over Zoom and it's been really, really lovely hearing your stories. And I think every woman should come and work for Miranda. I just wanted to say that it was great to listen to all you ladies. Your support for one another is phenomenal. It's great to see women achieve and work together and look out for one another. I looked up your company online too. It looks like you have a great company where you show the support of all the people, regardless of whether they're laborers or or higher end people or not. And that the, the groupness that you work together for is fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. We're pretty lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I think accomplish it alone. We cannot accomplish it alone. Our laborers make us shine. Our trades make us shine. The way that we do our work makes us shine. We we are not one piece of the major puzzle. We are several pieces of Absolutely. the puzzle that makes the picture. It's amazing. Wonderful. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. I think Tammy touched on a really good point there, where it's just support for one another. And I think I know. Women sometimes get the reputation where, you know, they're a little feisty or they're a little more challenging to make girlfriends don't always make girlfriends, that kind of thing, right? But if you get past that and you're like, hey, you're a human being, you're here to do your job, you're here to work hard, and so am I. And and let's just do it together. Like, let's support one another. I respect you. Me, yeah, exactly, right? So that's a big, big part of it. We also know where we've come from, right? We've all gone through the exact same stuff. So, so knowing that we're all in the same boat, up creek without a paddle, sometimes, sometimes going into the washroom to have a little cry out, you know, that will always misconstrue the the passion that we have for being this word. But just know that that it's all in full heart, and we our sites are our babies, our our clients are our babies, our our consultants are our babies. We we want to see them grow. It's amazing. First of all, I, I so enjoyed hearing from all of you today. This is so inspiring. I, I do have a question. We at, at my company, we're trying to actively pursue females in our workforce all the way from labor, all the way throughout the organization. Currently, it's only myself and a summer admin position that that are women in our workplace. And I was just wondering, we're trying to, to create in our recruitment process, like specifically targeting women. And I'm just wondering if, if you all have experienced any strategies that have helped in your organizations or if you've ever experienced something similar to that. Yeah, I think it's important to be authentic, to be looking for people, not just to add numbers of women, but to offer positions that actually resonate with women. So one thing I would probably suggest is looking at what jobs you do have open and how how you might frame 
the job description that actually might speak to a woman, right? So the one thing that I think is so amazing about construction is the hours. There's so much flexibility that, you know, if you're a, a mom and you need to get your kids off the bus at three o'clock, you know, there's probably roles within your organization that would fit that. And so I think it's it's laying out some of those roles that might speak to the things that are really important to women, which is stability, benefits, time with your family, and good salaries, right? We don't talk about money enough. This sector is well-paid compared to many sectors. And so I think we need to highlight that for women because as women, we don't like to talk about money. I don't know why, but we don't. We don't talk about money. We don't sit down with our friends and say, how much money do you make? You know, like that's, but, but men actually have a much better handle on what roles and money are attached. And so I think it, it, it would be important to, to talk about that, the stability, some of the things that are really critical to women, using some imagery that has women on site. And, you know, from our perspective, I think we're, we're really thinking about focusing on high schools, getting in there and doing some conversations with kids to show what the transferable skills are. Like to Simona's point, you don't want to be in an office all day. No problem. Right? Here are all the roles that fit, you know, being out, being autonomous. You know, we hear all this stuff about people not wanting to go back to the office. Well, tap into that. Maybe people don't want to go back to the office because they don't want to sit in front of a computer all the time, right? They're, maybe they want to be more active. Maybe there's roles that you have that you could encourage that are more from a female perspective. I don't know if anyone else has something to add, but that's what I would say. I think, I think a huge thing for me was, okay, I'm open to accepting this position on site. However, who's going to teach me? I've never been on site. I'm, I'm a female. I know how to use a computer really well. I don't know how to use a tool, a drill, a hammer, or like all those things. Like who's going to, who, where is that knowledge and where is that going to come from? And I think being able to be like, hey, we're supporting women on site. And if you don't know how to do it, there are people here that will teach you. And it's, and it's, you know, as a man, you don't really have to ask that because naturally it's kind of like you learn as you do sort of thing. And like, I, I don't know how it works on that end. But for me, I had that support. I had my site super who's like, I don't, need you to be on a drill. That's what we have traits for, right? Like that's <laughs> like, yeah, you might need to use one once in a while and I'll teach you how to build something and in the process of it, but your learning is going to happen on site. I think being able to discuss and have that communication with whoever you're trying to hire to say, hey, you have transferable skills and a lot of the stuff that you're afraid that you don't know, you will learn on site. And we're supportive of that. You know, there's a part that's of an, an educational system or a learning system here, right? So again, back to the fear. A lot of women won't apply as a supervisor because they're like, I don't know how to put stuff together, right? Like I think that's just... an excellent point because women are notorious for not applying for jobs unless they have every bullet point asked for. Like, yeah. it's just a well-known <laughs> fact, right? And so I think if you can frame job descriptions with, we will train, you you don't have to know everything. You just have to have a passion for the, for learning and for connecting and having the right attitude. I think it's like trying to to use language that makes women feel comfortable, not like they have to have everything that you're looking for. No, and eventually you will teach the men how to do this. <laughs> yeah. We're almost out of time. This has been such a great conversation. But we have one question about work-life balance, especially when you work on site. So Cheryl and Simona, can you just touch on that really quickly before we wrap things up? Okay, sure. All right. Work-life balance. I am very, very passionate. I have no hobbies, no kids, no family. So this is a passion of mine. It's my hobby. 
It's it's what I live and breathe. But at the end of the day, it's because I want to be higher than everybody else, right? Like I want to be better than everybody else. So I spend a couple more hours on site, not because I am told to, not because I have to, but because I want to. And it's just for my sense of security. There are days that, hey, I can delegate the snot out of it. And and so long as you've got people in positions in which you can trust them to do the, the work in emphatically in totality, then, then it's easier to let it go. But you also have to train that person to get up to that level. So you have to have a little bit of patience, give, take. And at the end of the day, what doesn't get accomplished today, there's always tomorrow. Nothing is ever an emergency unless it's water leaking from the ceiling or a fire on the floor. I love that. Thank you, Cheryl. Simona, how about you? My schedule's changed, obviously, but not to the extreme. So as a coordinator, yes, you do have your late nights. You you do have to stay until 6 or 7 p.m. or whatever. It's like, I don't have kids either. I do have two dogs and I do have friends and family and stuff. And I, and I love my personal life, but it's, it's not a big difference. It's you, as long as your organization is intact, you know that, you know, Hey, tomorrow I'm going to have to stay a little bit later at work because I've got a trade coming in a bit later. That's fine. You, you schedule these things and it, and it doesn't impact your life completely. Like I was about to take a night job that recently got switched to today's, but you're prepared for that, right? So you're like, okay, mom, dad, can you take care of the dogs or whatever it is? And you schedule your way around it. And I'm sure that if you if you are someone with kids who wants to work on site, companies will work with you, right? So again, it comes back to communication. You just got to communicate these things and, and organization. So work life, it's still a normal schedule, uh, you know, morning to night kind of thing. It's a typical eight hour shift. Sometimes you stay a little bit later and I'm sure any office job is the exact same thing. So- Thank you so much. So we are out of time. So is it okay if I share your LinkedIn contact information with everybody in the course? Absolutely. Okay, okay, amazing. So absolutely, you can connect with all three of these amazing women on LinkedIn. It'll be in the community platform. I'll post those later today. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Cheryl, Simone, and Jennifer. This conversation has like brought joy to my heart. And I know I can see in the chat that everybody here is really, really enjoying it. So thank you so much. Hey, before you go, I wanted to take a minute to read a review of our podcast. This review is from Kinia from Canada. Andrea asks incredibly thoughtful, well-researched, and practical questions to provide actionable strategies for her audience. Her dedication and passion shine through in her preparation and delivery. Thank you so much for that generous review. We really love hearing from our listeners. And I'm wondering if I can ask you a favor. Can you take a minute and leave us a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts? That really helps us to get the word out so that we can keep making episodes for you for free. Thank you for listening.